March 4th, 2016. Had to hire an off-duty officer today because the crazy animal abusers have come to town for a conference called Take the Conversation Back. It's being run by the Calvary Group, who are considerably better organized and educated than our typical opponent. Meanwhile, some good news. The Tim Van Norman from the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service set up a call with us and Christina Scarenge of Animal Defenders International to discuss the import of Hoover the Tiger from Peru. He wanted to grant it, but didn't want to base it on our meeting the requirements of the law because he says it's too easy for the bad guys to make the same claims. He asked us to say that we would donate to tiger conservation in the future like we have done in the past. We did him one better and donated $5,000 when he said that $1,000 would be fine. Our import permit should be coming in the next two weeks if I got his drift. Also, USDA has a new lead person in APHIS who sent us all, the Big Cat Coalition, a letter saying that they would educate the bad guys about why cub handling is bad but were so vague that it seemed that they were just trying to blow us off while being able to answer Senator Bernie Sanders and Senator Blumenthal. Anna Frostick, attorney for HSUS, and Lee Henry of World Wildlife Fund both seem to be more optimistic from their respective meetings than what I feel from this letter. We will see. Last night, we went to a fundraiser at the Cena's home on Davis Island for Patrick Murphy, who is running for Congress. On the way home, we stopped at Sandy's restaurant, Tampa Joe's, to pick up my credit card that I left behind last Sunday when my mother and I went there for lunch. Howie called my mother, putting her on speaker, to let her know that she could stop looking for it and to tease me about being so forgetful. Mom said I've always been this way. I know I have been since the amnesia, but I don't know if I was always this way. Later in the day, halfway through Denny Mitchell's tour, a backup intern called for a coordinator check. Gail and I both went. I stayed with the tour until they left the property. Gail said that they were asking the intern specifics about whether or not Tisha Tiger really belonged to us and about the other Ohio cats that were in witness protection back then and taking photos of things that regular guests never do. A small, thin, blonde... 20-ish woman was the one asking all the questions, and her friend, a larger woman with a long blonde braid, was filming her and then filming the answers, but they seemed to be trying to act like they didn't know each other. I glued myself to the thin blonde, and she never asked another question, nor did she pull her camera back out, which I had been told she was using for video but trying to make it look like she wasn't. She was carrying it awkwardly and pointing it at me initially from what I saw, and then quit when I was right next to her for the rest of the tour. She wasn't wearing the Vox, but rather had it and the earbud coiled up in her hand. Everyone else at least had it around their necks, although a number of people weren't wearing the earbud. Denny was talking loud enough that I could hear him in the back, and he doesn't play the iPad stories. I noticed there was one tall, male, bald, Middle Eastern-looking guy who was engrossed in his cell phone not wearing the Vox, and who kept lingering behind. He wasn't looking at the cats when he lingered, just his phone. A few times I had to leave the blonde just to let him know that I was watching him too. He was clearly with a young, dark-haired woman of mid-twenties and an elderly woman who appeared to be her mother who was riding the golf cart. I was able to figure out that Cynthia F. paid for the trio and the cart. She also bought stuff at the end and was very polite and interested, according to Denny. Maybe the decoy. 
At the kitten cabana, the dark-haired woman seemed to be put off by what we do with the kittens, which you don't see very often, and seemed to exchange glances with the thin blonde who appeared to agree. She had wanted nothing to do with looking at kittens. These were domestic cat kittens that we have in our foster program for the Humane Society. As Denny did his wrap-up shortly after that, the Middle Eastern guy and the dark-haired woman went to the far side of the golf cart, away from Denny and the backup. And the Middle Eastern guy was clearly agitated and showing the woman his phone. I walked around and got right behind both of them and he stopped talking. The heavyset friend of the thin blonde took photos of the solar relay up on the post that we just installed, all of the cage signs, all of the donor signs, me and the thin blonde, who had a goofy grin on her face like she was at Disneyland on her sixth birthday. I followed them all into the gift shop where they had all five huddled together around the photos we sell. They were talking like they all knew each other. When I walked up to join them, they acted like they were thinking to buy photos, but no one did. Then the three younger women all proceeded to take one of every piece of literature they could find. The man was still mesmerized by his phone. The woman who rode the cart, and who was probably Cynthia F., bought two magnets long after all the rest of them had gone to their cars. I noticed that once she was in the dark BMW or Mercedes SUV with the Middle Eastern guy and the dark-haired woman, that the red Dodge minivan, where the two blondes had gone, closed their doors and led the way out of the parking lot. I took a photo of their tag. The Middle Eastern guy could clearly see me doing it as he was one car behind her. As he pulled out, I took a photo of his plate. He saw me in the rearview mirror because clearly he was watching for me to do it and backed up demanding that I delete the photo. I told him I'd delete the photo if he showed me his driver's license. He refused, but said he'd show it to the deputy. The deputy told us that I didn't have to delete the photo and tried to talk the guy down, but he was having kittens over it. I told the officer that I'd be happy to delete it if the man would show the officer his driver's license. The officer said he didn't care to see it and began saying again that I didn't have to delete the plate. The guy then showed his driver's license to me and asked if I would delete the photo. I had a hard time reading it because I was nervous. I have a hard time reading with contacts. And he was all shaky, but it looked like Hasim or Hasem Lezig or Lezig. I deleted the image and then he asked me to delete it from trash. I've never done that before, so he walked me through it and I deleted it there too. Then he was as happy and nice as anyone you could ever meet. Maybe just a culture thing. And it could have just been that he saw me photograph the other car and that made him suspicious. It's possible the two groups weren't connected. In the time that we spent arguing over the photo of his plate, he asked why he would pay money to come here and I would invade his privacy. I told him there are animal abusers in town, pointed to the officer and said that's why he's here, and that by watching him I could tell that he had no interest at all in the tour or the cats. He said that he was mad because he had asked the intern where a cat had come from, and she told him he would have to ask the tour guide. He claims that is what set him off, and it didn't take much. He couldn't believe we were so rude. I pointed out that the rules video they were shown before the tour specifically told guests that they can't ask our backups questions, and our backups aren't allowed to be having their own conversations. He told me he has a thousand dogs back home and that he's an animal lover and would never harm an animal. 
He asked why I had singled him out, and I told him he wasn't the only one acting suspicious and that I had taken photos of them and their plates too. I wanted to be sure the blondes got that message, if he really was with them. Summary is, I don't know if the two groups were together, and no way to know from the Zerv list who the blonde ladies were. If it's any indicator, Elizabeth D. brought her two tickets the same day, and both Elizabeth and Cynthia had stated that they had been here before. Elizabeth D. filled out the release form on March 2, 2016, according to Salsa, which would have been at the time of her ticket purchase. Other than asking about the Ohio cats and taking odd photos, they weren't much bother, and probably not worth the time I spent documenting this, but I figured better be safe than sorry. Howie pointed out, after watching check-in, that he was surprised how hard it is to tell our guests from the bad guys. I didn't find any of the names in our blocked list from Facebook, nor in Joe's friends list. If you enjoyed these video blogs of my diary, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you.